Hey y'all, what's up? It's your girl Krista B from Those Wrestling Girls. Now, if you know me, you know how much of a rock fan I am. And it's been so hard for me to get my hands on an actual rock t-shirt until now. I finally got my rock shirt and I got it from Ripple Junction. Ripple Junction is a team of imaginative pop culture fanatics who creates the planet's most awesome t-shirts and official licensed products. They are armed with all things WWE and it's always some fun, cute designs up there. So you have to go up there. Make sure you go to RippleJunction.com and don't forget to use the code Those Wrestling Girls for 15% off of your purchase. Hope to see you there and you have to let me know what shirts you got. Bye. It's your girls, it's those wrestling girls, it's your girl Krista B. And Queen PR. And today we have another spotlight episode. Um, P's been very excited to do this episode. I feel like this episode is warranted just because of who we're spotlighting today and how much she has made an impact on the women's division in WWE, not even WWE, in wrestling, Ring of Honor, you know, how she has literally Japan. paved the way, Japan, like she paved the way for everybody, like everybody knows who this woman is when you say her name. So I'm yes. just going to say we are doing a very, very spot, special spotlight episode on the one and only Maria Canellis. Yes, 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 yes. So I uh, person personally um, have been a fan of Maria's and and I have been losing my inspiration lately for women's wrestling. And Maria is a woman that inspires this platform because I don't think she gets enough accolade, like the props that she, she should get, credit. what she's done since she, you know, came into WWE at a young age and then went on to do amazing things, came back and did some amazing things. And it's, you know what? So guys, we have a surprise for you all. We are welcoming, actually, Maria Canellis to those wrestling girls. So we're just going to bring her on. Hi, Maria. How are you guys? Oh. We're good. How are you? Wonderful. Yeah. So we That's know you're good. really busy. Yeah. So um, we just want to kind of get into it. So how did you get into wrestling and how was that, how did that become sort of your career? Cause as we said, you got into it very young. How did this become your thing? So I um, was watching wrestling since I was a young kid. Uh, I actually wrestled my brother and I broke his nose. Um, I don't know how old we were at the time, but uh, it's kind of in my bones um, to be in this crazy world of wrestling. Uh, so I was a fan and one time I was a promotional model for Stacker 2. And remember how Trish Stratus used to be um, the model for Stacker 2? Well, she was at an event that I was at as well. And um, I was talking to her a little bit. And then um, all of a sudden there was a diva search. And so I was like, all right, well, I'll enter. And at the time it was like this really terrible forum online. Um, and it took so long to fill out because just back then, there was no such thing as Wi-Fi. Um, it was all dial-up. So I filled it out and I was like, oh yeah, and I know Trish Stratus because I did Stacker 2. And, and then um, within a week, I saw my picture on Monday Night Raw and I was freaking out because... I was, there was a picture of me on Monday Night Raw and um, I, it was a bikini photo shoot I had done for Hawaii Tropics. And um, so I made it on TV and then soon I got, as soon after that, I received a phone call. I went to Chicago. I think there was about 600 women in Chicago at the um, audition. And then I went on to New York, did the New York one. And then I was on Monday Night Raw. So yeah, I was That's exciting. Yeah, That's exciting. Crazy. It was crazy. So, so you want to go, Pete? Oh, no, go ahead, Chris. Okay, yeah. so as I mentioned earlier, you've become such a staple in women's wrestling. Like, literally everything that you're doing, we're definitely going to unpack and get into that. But looking back at your career, did you ever think that your your name would be like, oh, Maria Canellis is that one that you have to connect with, is that one that is literally stepping up and out and beyond for these women? Like, did you ever see yourself in that light? Um, so I grew up um, with a father that's 100% Greek and just a very strong man, and he's the king of the castle. And I fought back from a very young age. I 
I didn't agree with that. And since, since then, my dad has came around. He's fantastic, like wonderful grandfather. But growing up that way um, where woman was supposed to be the one that's cooking and cleaning and in the kitchen, um, it really made me stand up and say, why can't it be different? Why can't um, I be the one running the household? So I think from a very young age, that's what I wanted. But I didn't know how that would play out. Nobody could have imagined this craziness that I've been through. But um, it's really cool to be a part of it. There's There's been so many powerful women along the way that have inspired me to just keep moving along. I, okay. I have an a interesting question because I think there's always that negative connotation towards like, the divas era or, you know, the lack of wrestling that occurred in that era and how certain things were prioritized, which is not on the talent's fault. But like, I personally feel like there is a value and a power to being able to pull it all off, to look good, to, you know, take bumps, to do all of that. So I, I think sometimes that's like misconstrued as like a weakness, the divas era, when I really feel like, like these women were really putting themselves out there and also fighting for other things backstage. But what are some things that like you look back on and you're like, no, like I had fun doing that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even if it was like one of the, like, you know, the the Playboy, you know, um, matches or things like that. Like, are there some memories you look back on and like, I don't care what people say, I had fun doing it and I was on Raw every week. Like you hosted things, like you were involved in a lot of things, a lot of celebrity angles. Like, what are some of your most fondest memories like looking back on all of that, that era? I, I had a ton of fun. Um, there was a lot of politicking. There was a lot of, uh, you know, backstage trying to get more time for the girls. But I also had those moments with Stone Cold Steve Austin and he's spraying me with beer and like, I'm just soaked in my mascara, <laughs> like down my face. I was having such a good time because after we went off air, I just started dancing in the ring and I, and the crowd was going nuts and it was so much fun. And Santino's over there like crying in the corner. <laughs> so much fun. Um, again, working with the rock, I don't care if I was eating pie, I was working with the rock and he is amazing. He's such a gentleman, loved every moment of working with him. I worked with like, I got to work with Carlito. Yes. He spit in my face, but at the same time, he is a funny, funny man. And so like, there are a lot of those moments along the way where, you know, with John Cena and John was just starting to come into his own and getting in the groove and all those different backstage interviews that I did with him. And he's getting more comfortable with being on camera and I'm getting more comfortable. We just had a lot of fun doing that stuff. So um, yes, there's the negative connotation, but I don't look at it negatively uh, for the on-camera stuff. Right, right. Well, going back to, you mentioned two of our favorite wrestlers, The Rock <laughs> and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, even Carlito, like, I, I'm... So when it came down to, like, getting spit in the face, because Carlito's gimmick was spit in the apple in your face, like, it was it at one point where you just, like, cringed or you was just like, yeah, no, I don't know how I feel about it. You was just like, no, come on, let's go. Like, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to. Yeah, I mean, and Eugene dumping the milk on my head, like, all that stuff. I was, I just was having a good time. Um, you know, that or wearing uh, Mankind's mask, like, oh. and that thing stunk. And he said it's like the like the newer one, so it shouldn't smell as bad, but that thing smelled terrible. So like <laughs> all those kinds of things, I was just up for it. Why not? I was right. having fun. I was super young. So like I had nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm trying to think if there was any cringy. That I didn't like when we had to wrestle when the, the mat of the ring was wet. I hate mm. We were slipping and sliding all over the place. Plus, we had bikini. I hated that um, because someone was always injured. Um, yeah. It was like the most dangerous match. Because mm -hmm. like, here we are in water. Like, it was right. ridiculous. It was dangerous, but they made it sexy and like, oh, look at, you know, yeah. like a wet yeah. t-shirt contest <laughs> going wrong, basically. Oh, I was like, no, this is terrible. My ankle <laughs> hurt from like sliding all over the place. And Brooke caught me across the nose. I was bleeding. Like, oh my God. Like, it's ridiculous. 
So, um, speaking of like kind of not liking that match, were there any? Was there a lot of push for more competitive matches and storylines at that time? Oh yeah. And how was that experience compared to like you know the men never have to fight for that? You know what I mean? Like, can you just speak on just sort of going through that? Yeah, I mean, at the time, um, it was a it was an interesting era um, because a lot of us were learning to wrestle for the very first time. We were learning moves on the fly in the ring, live on Monday Night Raw. Um, so, as we were learning and growing and getting better, people like Michelle McCool um, and uh, people like Candice Michelle were really pushing for these more men type matches um and they could do it they could keep up i saw it on the house shows all the time we had more time on the house shows we could try more things on the house shows um and these women were really stepping up um as divas uh and you know you had christy hemi at the time you had maurice um all these women were working incredibly hard to learn and so we fought I mean, it was, if it wasn't one person, it was another. If it wasn't Mickey, it was Beth. If it wasn't Melina, it was, we were all like putting in those steps, walking to the office. Here we go. Let's try and get a little bit more time, a little bit more. Uh, and then one of the things that like I was really proud of, which probably kind of fell under the radar was uh, when all of us came out against Santino, when Santino's mm -hmm. like, no, you're not doing Playboy. And we were like, uh, yes, women can choose what they want to do with their bodies. Um, that was a really important moment for me um, because it, it was just like trying to push and push and getting so much pushback uh, for more time, different types of matches, be taken more seriously. Yeah, it was it was a little crazy back then. So how did it feel when you finally were able to sort of do more, you know, and kind of really truly make a name for yourself? Like once you were able to leave WWE in that time? I mean, if it wasn't for Ring of Honor, especially like the Briscoe brothers and the head booker over at Ring of Honor and everyone over there just being so incredibly supportive of me and just saying, no, go ahead, cut a promo. And finally, like, being able to use that voice that was inside me, um, it felt so good. I mean, there, there was nothing like it. I, there was one promo, one promo in particular where um, I just, I remember at the end of it going, yeah, that's me. That That is really me. That is who I want to be. And how, like looking back, so I have to say, what you're doing in Ring of Honor, what you've done, like when you left WWE to go to Ring of Honor, and then when you came back, that pop when your music hit, and you know you had the segments with your husband, and I have to get into my favorite segment in a little bit. Yes, but, yes, yes. Yes, I have to. Okay, we can get into it now. So, um, right, my favorite segment was when your 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 pregnancy announcement, and. Me and P, P was texting, like, is this a work? Like, is she just doing this because she doesn't want to fight? Like, is this, like, I love it because Becky was so thrown off. And everybody was just like, hold on, wait, you can't, you can't hit a pregnant woman. Like, you can't, mm -mm, no, it can't work. And then once, you know, it, it was real and you started to form your belly and stuff, I'm like, oh, so this is what leading up to that. And I like how you took on the... I'm headed. I'm headed this table. No, no pun to Roman Reigns, but I'm headed this table. Yeah, like I'm it. headed this I match with your with your husband. It was like such line. good work. And did you have to fight to even put yourself in the forefront during that yeah, time? Like, whose or, idea was that? Yeah, like how did that come about? Because I looked forward to it every week. So yeah, that was Paul Heyman. Um, and love it. Where so there were so many good outtakes as well of backstage stuff because some of the stuff was much better um and then it got dumbed down um so the first few weeks that was that was all of us cooking with gas we were like having such a good time and then as it got close to the end of when we were um you know taking off television uh start stuff started to get watered down 
And mm-hmm. so um, we had all the say in the world at the beginning, and then we started to lose it at the end. So I, I don't know what happened there. Um, I've heard rumors of things, but like, it was so much fun. I loved it. Cause it's something it's, it says a lot about, I just, something about seeing so something empowering about seeing like a pregnancy storyline in, in an empowering way. It wasn't in like a weird, like love triangle, you know, she's pregnant with a hand. Like it was just like, you know, you were very much like in control of it. You know what I mean? Like you were seen in the, in the good light, like being the first pregnant champion, like just like those sorts of things. Like it's, it's to me, it's very empowering because, you know, back there was a time where almost a pregnancy ruined a woman's career, especially mm-hmm. in wrestling where it's like, okay, once you got pregnant, your career is over. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that, you know, you were able to have a storyline, have a, you know, have a baby bump and it, you know, like, and of course it got dumbed down. Like, I, I feel like, they weren't ready. Like, I feel like a lot of, like, we got into a lot of back and forth with people on Twitter about the storyline because, you know, a lot like, of, like, men are, they're not ready to, for that. They weren't ready to see, and, and shout out to Mike for, because he was so, you know what I mean? Because he was with it. He was with the storyline, you know, had your last name. And for us, like, you know, what this platform's about, we were like, yes, Maria. <laughs> like, we loved it. So, so and kudos and to what We had actually talked about him changing his last name, like, in our real lives. Mm. So that was a conversation we had had because I, I never really understood why I had to change my name and, like, what that whole... <laughs> I love you. Right. So, but we, we had had that conversation before. So, it wasn't, like, out of the realm of possibility. And mm-hmm. Mike was awesome. Like, he yeah. was all for it. He just wanted to have a good time. We would have stuck with it as long as we could. The idea was to have it turn to where he was this big baby face at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going to go off TV and then come back with my baby at WrestleMania time. But that that part of it never happened. But yeah, I mean, the women were so behind it. They were having such a good time with it. Um, and like, even like the mom bloggers that I talked to and they were, they don't even like wrestling, but they were all about this story because it, it it gave them a little bit of like humor because like pregnancy is funny, but like at the same (laughs) time, like it was, it was empowering. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I, there was a million different ways we could have gone with it. Um, but I'm, I'm thankful for being able to hold the title. Um, and being able to get Titus's face and say first <laughs> his face, it was just the best. Like those guys are just, they were so amazing with all of it. They, they really were. I love that. I love that. It was such a, a I don't know. It's like you go from the divas era to, you know, women's evolution mm-hmm. to where we are now. And it's like, there are so many people who are either overlooked, so many people who don't get their credit. So yeah. many people was just like, like when you, when you came, when you came back, I knew who you were. Like, I wasn't watching Divas ever at that time. Like it was a time where high school was coming around, you know, things changed. Oh, yeah. Nobody's watching wrestling in high school and you know, yep. and, but I knew who you were. Like I knew the red hair. I knew of like, who you were and back then you your hair was like kind of brownish and stuff or whatever but then when you came back it was just like yes legendary like i want yeah. to see where this goes like i really do consider you a legend not yeah. even just of women's wrestling like a wrestling and i'm glad in that general. you said that krista i'm really glad that you said that because i think what was also fun about you coming back was i think that evolution because like you were like played like the ditzy role at first, which also takes like, most people that play that role are normally like really intelligent and like can actually like play that off. And you were very entertaining, like the courtroom scene. <laughs> but anyway, um, and then to see you come back. Like, and all everybody in the room just staring at me. And I'm like, all right, we are gonna get this line out. Like perfect, the first time. I am not gonna have Vince just looking at me like, uh, no. Right, right. <laughs> Sucker. We had to do it two times. Um, something when I walked in, like they wanted to change the camera angle, did it two times. We were done. And I was like, yes. <laughs> but it was, yeah. yeah. So it was fun to see that evolution because then you came back as such like uh, a strong character. So, so that was really fun to watch. And then the Royal Rumble pops and like 
and that that all was like really fun. it was really good i want to get into so there was a clip of you speaking of i think you were speaking about what you were doing in ring of honor and what happened with mickey james how like literally she exploded wrestling twitter when she tweeted what she tweeted yeah and we have posted i have posted in our discussion group and a lot of people were agreeing with the things that you were saying on top of when it came down to evolution and how it was stated that women's wrestling doesn't sell. Mm -hmm. And then you come out and you say, this is what I'm doing in ring of honor because I wasn't allowed to, or I wasn't looked at to, to do this for WWE. Mm -hmm. And like I said before, I love what you're doing in ring of honor. I saw the video of you giving the golden ticket to Roxy. Roxy. Yep. Roxy. Uh Yes. So, Explain to us a little bit how that came about because you know you will always want to see women evolve and continue to grow. So how did that come about for you in Ring of Honor? So last year when we were released, um, Ring of Honor, of course, they reached out just to say like you know when you guys are ready, we're here, um, but we don't know what's going to happen with the pandemic. So and of course we had our ninety days, and um, so we were waiting out our ninety days as well, but. Personally, I was only two months postpartum when I was released. So I was terrified to go out into the world because I didn't know what this COVID was going to be. I didn't know like you know, how bad it was going to get. So we were thinking Mike was just going to basically move out of the house and work. And I was going to stay home with the babies because we didn't want to bring anything home to the kids. So it took a while to get to a place of like, all right, what is the next step? By about August is when um, they were really, you know, reaching out to Mike and planning on his return. And that's when I started talking to the Ring of Honor management about what I wanted to do. And the funny thing is, is what I wanted to do was exactly what they wanted to do. They wanted me in this role of um, really building up a new women's division in Ring of Honor, bringing back the tournament that was supposed to happen last year. Um, and, and having it be spotlit as much as the pure tournament was. So then it was a matter of logistics. So by the time November came around, we knew I was going to come back. And then it was like, when can we have this tournament? Can we bring in our international girls? Um, and then we started building from there. Um, by, by, um, January, I was, uh, at TV, we were filming women's matches, um, and we were kind of holding on to those because we wanted to make sure the timing was right. So we did that. And then we did another group of matches, um, last month. So then there was those group of matches and now you're starting to see those girls, uh, matches and, um, it's, yes, it needs to get out there and the footage needs to be out there. But at the same time, it has to be right. Um, I don't want to just rush something to rush it. And neither does Ring of Honor. Um, and the girls are so good that I want to make sure that they get the proper spotlight that they deserve. So um, I think it's starting to come together really nicely. Um, I wish we had fans back, but I don't know when that's going to be. Um, that's the only thing I would really change about it. Yeah, I was really excited to hear about um, what you were doing with Ring of Honor, especially like being on the board. And I think those are such amazing moves to be making and, and you know, as a woman in wrestling and shout out to Ring of Honor for that. Um, and it's also exciting for us, for Krista and I, to see a focus on women, on women's wrestling, because we all know sometimes, you know, watching the weekly shows, you don't always get as much of the women as you kind of want to. So that's really exciting. And yeah. I love that um, Ring of Honor was also kind of on the same page as you were. Yeah, they were from the very beginning. We like we both were um, in, in, it, in it together. Um, so that's been really exciting. And like, now my favorite thing to do is do the zoom calls where I'm giving these girls a ticket to gold and now they're finding out for the first time and you don't know how it's going to go. So like sometimes like you show up and and there's been some interesting things that have happened on these zooms. Um, So like, and and you'll see them in the coming weeks, but they don't know that this is happening. So 
<laughs> they're really like surprised. Well, yeah, they, I, I feel like they look like they're in trouble. Like, oh my yeah. god, what did I do? Like, what? is this oh, real? Okay, is this this, is this real? Like, great lighting and like all ready to go. Some people are just like came from the gym, and it's just like it's amazing. But I like it because it it shows a real side to people. Yeah, um, it really shows what's important to people. So, um, yeah, it's it's fun. Love that. Does this sort of also like kind of like bring you back to a point of like why you are even in wrestling? Because I'm sure in certain instances, like, you know, being, you know, losing a job opportunity or, you know, bad relationships with companies can sort of put a dark cloud on wrestling. I'm sure I'm is there something fulfilling about calling these women and giving them like an opportunity that can like possibly just change everything for them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I take it very seriously too, because these aren't wrestlers that are fake, you know, they're, they're not fake human beings. They're, they're real human beings. And so these opportunities, they're real and they are important. And, um, these can change people's lives, the trajectory of where they, their lives go. I, I think about the different opportunities I've had along the way and the phone calls that I've got, whether good or bad, um, that have changed my life. I, I think about the phone call I had um, when I'm driving back uh, from my son's doctor's appointment and I'm two months postpartum, he's two months in the back seat, and I get the call saying, we're, we're going to release you. And I'm like, uh, okay, uh, <laughs> uh, all right. And I think about that when I'm getting on these calls with different women, whether it be to talk about um, you know, the tournament or other things, these are real human beings. Right. Yeah. And so you got to um, handle them. With, like, I feel like you always have to go about it in a professional way. Like, you always have to. I, and I get, like, pandemic literally shut everybody down. Nobody really knew where we were going, what we were doing. But in the instance of pandemic not happening, and then you get a call while you're two months old is in the back saying, we're, let, we're letting you go. It's like, where's the courtesy after I give them? all of me to you and your company and this is how you so and yeah. and then to me. To get the trash bag like and i've i've yes. got two trash bags so like it's <laughs> i mean it's horrible it, it is and it that that part of it is uh systemic like it's that it, it, they have they have produced that type of um uh, of attitude in their company um, that is not something whoever sent it, um, probably was just told to send it. Mm -hmm. Um, that comes from the top. That is, that is learned behavior. Um, it, it, whether it's a wrestling company or, or if you're working at a restaurant, these things are, are learned behavior. It comes from the top. Yeah, and it's think, so unprofessional. It is. Um, do you think like men get their stuff returned in trash bags? Like, or do you think it's like a women's thing where it's like you guys have a separate thing where they're just like, okay, throw that in there and send it? I don't know. Um, because the women have um drawers. Um, and so that's what they're sending to us is the drawers, the the wardrobe drawers back to us. Um, cause as women, we, we not only had the gear, very expensive, but we also have different kinds of shoes depending on what we're doing that day. So a lot of us like to keep some stuff back because we don't know exactly what we're going to end up doing at TV. So for the men, it's a little different. Now, yeah. some guys, especially the ones with the big jackets, um, those are kept in a different container. So I don't know what happens if any of those guys are released. Um, but it would be interesting to find out. It really yeah, would. Yeah, because I only, I only saw like divas say like, oh, I got one too, I got one too. And like, I don't always want to make those sorts of assumptions. I was like, yeah. I, I would love to just no. know. Like, I'm sure there's like levels. Like, I'm sure the Undertaker's not getting his fucking stuff returned in a trash bag. You know what I mean? So I, I'm just like curious. Um, I am I'm very yeah. curious. Um, I, do I don't think it should be levels, though. You understand, like, right, if everybody right. comes in, blood, sweat, tears, tooth and nail, you end this together, especially, like, when you have all hands on deck, like a Mania or a Rumble or a SummerSlam, or even, like, house shows when you want to put the best show performances on. Like, you're giving yourself. So it should never be levels. Oh, this is my type guy, so I'm going to send him off with steak and prime rib, and but this is my lowest girl, so she can get a shoelace and a toothbrush or whatever and say 
thanks for thanks for being a part, but we don't need you anymore. It should never be levels. Like the, the misogyny of it, it's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. I and agree. a lot of it too is something that can be helped. I mean, right. it's as simple as an exit interview to find out. Like, and, and it doesn't have to be done by WWE. They can hire outside HR professionals that do this for a living to make sure yeah. these types of things don't come up. Right. Um, in a lot of ways, it's just, they built their business, WWE, built their industry on uh, a carny kind of way. But now you're a billion dollar company. Right. It's time to come up to the times. It's time to spend a little bit of money and make sure that the human part of it is taken care of. Mm -hmm. I right. think they're trying to coexist in both business models. And yeah. it's like, it, it gets 2021. And I think they're yeah. seeing more and more like you can't do it, but it's hard to do that when there's like one sole person that is like in control of everything. And I don't want this to turn into like that conversation, but I, one of my other questions was like, what do you think can be done to like simple things and you hit it right on the head. Like, the exit interview is great. Like, and it's crazy. It's that a great that strategy to, to use. Yeah, it's a great strategy to use. Like, um, we don't want to put it into a, that conversation, mm -hmm. but it, it has to come up because right, right. you've you've lived it. Like, you've been in there. You've been. We've all probably been in situations to where we've given our all, and we've on we literally got a deuces and you know nothing to to show for what we what we've done with you. So we've all probably received it and did it, but yours is more in a public spotlight because mm -hmm. of your your profession yeah i mean there's been so the uh exit interview separate hr people that you know you can call and say hey this happened on the road can we nip this in the bud like that that's gonna be you know that's easy that that's not difficult at all um there's been other things like we used to have like um we used to have kind of like these uh I don't know, meetings, I guess you would call them of like, uh, they would be sexual harassment ones, or they would be talking about financials or whatever. And the biggest thing to me was people would bring up real concerns and they would be brushed aside. And that, um, that kind of shows you uh, the type of uh, way that they run their business. They're going to have those, the, those different junkets of, hey, we're going to talk about this. Hey, we're going to talk about this. But they're not going to actually do anything. It looks nice. That's great. It looks nice on paper. Yeah, it looks mm -hmm. nice on paper. So that's That would be the easiest one. If you're going to have them, use them. Use them. Yeah. Like, make it better. If, you, if you're going to spend that money to bring in these specialists, now use that information. And one thing I will never forget is – we were talking about like stress in the workplace and it's, uh, several guys, not just one, <coughs> not COVID, I swear. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, he was talking about <coughs> Sorry. Mm -hmm. Okay. <coughs> he was talking about stress in the workplace. <coughs> Just one second. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get my water too, actually. <laughs> but we've been having this conversation, great conversation. <coughs> and all of a sudden, the guys are like, just tell us where our characters are going. Tell us in advance, where are we going? And if you're going to write something, let's follow it. I thought that was a really valid point. And yeah. it just went away. Like, it was just never talked about again. Mm. And that's what's so frustrating because whatever you're supposed to do in the background and you're supposed to bring it to the light for your viewers. And we can clearly see that the women are not, if, if you're, and me and P has touched this, touched on this many times before like now if you're not one of the four horsewomen or if you weren't a ronda rousey or um somebody of that stature it's like you don't know your footing you don't know your place in and yeah you could have had or you you've had great storylines great moments on tv and then all of a sudden 
we're looking at Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. It's just like, hold on, where's Maria and Mike? Mm-hmm. What is happening? Like, where, where, what are we expecting? And and it sucks because because just be, just when y'all don't know, we don't know either. And I mean, we're not supposed to know, you know, kayfabe yeah. if that's even still a thing. But we will we will want to see like a storyline play out. It doesn't right. always have to be a end your career thing, or it doesn't always have to be a whatever whatever have you like. Mm-hmm. Granted, yours played out well. Everybody knew that you were having a baby. So everybody knew that you was going to essentially go on your maternity leave. And, you know, your husband would be with you for a short period of time. But no one knew that you guys were not going to come back. Right. No one and knew then- that your character, like, your character just, like, went into the abyss and is just, like, never returning. And yeah. that's not fair to anybody, us as viewers or you guys as talent. Right. Yeah. And I could think about these are like your jobs. And I could think about the anxiety I get when I go to sleep. And it's like, okay, what do I got to do for work the next day? And it's like, for a character, like sometimes you have to change so many things about yourself. And then it's like, you never hear about it again. Like, I can only imagine how that can feel like going into work every day and like not knowing how they're going to use you. And you're literally just showed up prepared. You still have to be ready. You still have to be 100% ready if they do call on you. But then you're not also given that same kind of courtesy of like, you know, developing, a, you know. There's times I've walked out to the ring and not known um, if the finish was going to change while I was out there. And that... I mean, that messes with you, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've heard stories like, oh, we literally had to do this on the fly because the ref would say, oh, they're switching it right now, so you stay down and the other one pins you, or you go up to the top and you got 60 <laughs> seconds left, or they added an extra minute and 30 for you to like execute something because the match after you has to be delayed or pushed back for, or something. Like, I get I things happen. Up. Exactly. Things happen, that's okay. <coughs> I have such bad sinuses right now. Anyways, okay, allergy season and that's okay. But like at the same time, the trajectory, you can stay consistent with it to a certain extent. Of course, it's not going to be word for word every single day. Like things are going to change. People get injured, sadly, whatever. But trajectory can stay the same. Whether you have to leave for a little bit and come back or whatever. You can keep that and you can have a destination, but you don't have that there. (coughs) There's no like sense of security. And then hearing like people were told they like recently, like people were told they were safe and then like, wasn't, you know, like, like stuff like that, where it's like the, what you were saying, like we're human, like the human side of things. Like it's so easy to get like lost in, and we, me, Chris and I, we're still fans at heart. So we love getting lost in the storylines, but like, these are like real people. And that's why I love that there are other promotions out there like Ring of Honor that are making those steps. And like, you know, hearing about you joining the board, like that stuff me and Chris to live for. We were just like, wait, oh my God, that's what she's doing. Yes, and that's what we were like. We reached out, like, so we've kind of just been getting the courage now to like reach out to women we look up to and just like, what's the worst they can say? No, and as soon as we heard that announcement, we we're like, we have to get more about it. And like, the most important thing is to get that story out there because being able to visualize that this can work that's the biggest thing, like, because a lot of people can't, like, a lot of people have never seen it before, or or women are getting to a certain age and you're like, oh no, now I'm going to fall off the cliff and I can't be a part of this business I love. But being able to see different individuals do it, it helps so much. Like, and I just, I always think about that. And like, I, there isn't a lot of them in women's wrestling, but I look at outside people as well. Like, you know, like a Gwen Stefani and she's got this killer show and she's still sexy as hell and she's got kids and like, to me, that's inspiring or J-Lo or, and you're starting to see more and more, which is helping me like be like, no, it's cool. Like I can do this. Like it'll be all right. And to believe enough in myself that this is a possibility, which it's so hard when you can't see yourself in it. But luckily, Ring of Honor did see me in this role. And so I was able and I have a, a great team, too, like. Bobby Cruz doesn't get mentioned a lot in these, but like he's working right alongside me and together we're building this thing. And, um, you know, it's, it's great to have that support system too. Like, um, because if you're just standing there by yourself, 
you, you feel very like vulnerable and naked mm -hmm. in the world. But if you have people to support you, whether they be male or female, now we're working as a team and we can break through this wall together. I love that. And so you were in, I'm sorry, Pete, go ahead. No, like I just love hearing that it wasn't a fight. Like, you know, you didn't get yeah. to ring up honor with like this mission and you had to claw your way to get there. Like, it's like you kind of met people at your same level. Like, great, we have, we're on the same page and that has to be refreshing. Oh yeah, for sure. And like the girls that were already there, I mean, Sumi and Angelina and Quinn and Mandy, like they want to grow as a division. They are um, in their own way, they are, they are superstars. Um, but they really want to grow this uh, women's division um, and to have other girls to wrestle. So that's exciting too. Like women supporting women is like, yeah, we don't need to agree on everything. That's fine. Whatever. Mm -hmm. But like women supporting women, we're all talking about it. Guess what? This is going to happen because it is powerful. Oh, definitely. I feel like that's, that's, and we, me, myself and Patricia talk about this all the time. This is what inspired our podcast. Women's evolution, women support, and women like we're all for women empowerment. If if somebody on Twitter comes for one of us, we go after all of them, <laughs> and, um, and that's just how it is. But I was going to ask. So you've been in the locker room, WWE's locker room, of course, two different eras. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> when you went back the second time, was the support from women and men different or kind of the same than it was the first time? Yes. The, the boys and girls are awesome. Oh my gosh. Everybody is great. They're so supportive. Everybody just wants to help each other. Everybody's rooting for each other. Um, the management hasn't changed though. Like everybody kept telling me, oh, you know, WWE's changed. You, you know, you should come back. Blah, blah, blah. So I believe them. And I, I was like, yeah. The guys and the girls, they've changed completely. Now we we play video games and we hang out and, you know, but but the management still hasn't changed. Like, it's still the same thing where I don't know what I'm going to do from week to week. And I don't know if I'm in the doghouse or if they like me this week or so I'm hoping maybe, you know, and maybe being on the outside and now in more of a managerial position, I can change it in the company I'm in. So maybe that'll put more pressure on that company to change. Yeah. Do you think it, it comes from, you know, the lack of women staff in those creative roles as well? Like, or is it just, that's just how things were, they're comfortable that way and it's just how it's going to be? So there's also a certain level of it with the guys too. Like the guys aren't told what they're up to either. So it is just across the board that this, uh, this kind of attitude is there. Um, there's not as many opportunities for women, um, in this industry. There just isn't, but across the board, something needs to change. Um, storyline wise, management wise, it, it just needs to change. Um, and I'm hoping that I can help in that way. Um, I know what I don't like, so I'm going to try and do the things that I like. <laughs> right, um, right. And I'm going to try and support everybody the best that I can. Um, and hopefully that'll have some impact elsewhere. Love it. The impact is definitely growing because, you know, we've heard, I, I can't speak for Pete. I know I've heard of Ring of Honor. I have some, I have some friends who've wrestled in Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor. And, you know, it really wasn't intriguing to me because I was always a WWE when it was even WWF type of girl. Like I grew up in Attitude Era. It was nothing that was gonna sway me to go look other places. But as you know, time is going on, you can't stay, um, you can't stay dormant in one place. You can't, cause it, it's hard to evolve and it, it sucks to like not evolve and not to even branch out and reach out. So like I said before, and I'm gonna keep saying this, to see what you're doing in Ring of Honor with these women is just amazing to me. Mm -hmm. It's so amazing to me. Like you give, you're giving these women opportunities that I, f I feel like I know that they dreamed about because you know WWE is the big, you know, because everybody hears about WWE before, you know. So, and I feel like because they look at the, they hear the stories like Sasha's how she went to a, a wrestling ring um, match was on TV and was like I'm gonna be here, and then she went on to be champion uh, so many times people have that in their mind without really knowing what you really have to go through 
Mm-hmm. to get there. And I love how you're actually giving these women an opportunity. Yes, they still have to fight. They still have to stand on their own, but you're behind them, pushing them. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love that. I just to be the stage and to stay out of the way. Um, and that's, uh, you know, I, I don't want to stand on the stage. I want to be the stage so that, you know, you, you're supporting this whole new group. Um, because at WrestleMania, the very last WrestleMania I went to, as I was walking out, I went, nope, don't feel it. Nope. And I just recently heard that Daniel Bryan had the same kind of feeling. He was like, nope, what? Nope, it's not there. I remember that first WrestleMania that I went to that I was in WWE and like just even walking out on the stage, something. There's just like, wow, I am here. I didn't have it. And I was like, I don't, this isn't where I need to be. And so I'm sure that the call was just a blessing that I was leaving there to go on to do something else, um, whether God's plan or whatever. Um, But I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be now. And we're just going to grow it from here. Um, This isn't the final product. This is just the first product. And we're just going to try and build. And I'm hoping that we can build this to where it's a few matches every Wednesday and we have more matches on television right now. It's about building the tournament. So there's not going to be a whole lot of matches that are going to be on television because when we get to the tournament, it's all going to be TV and it's going to be just full force straight on right now. It's about opportunity and those opportunities are going to happen every Wednesday. And how many women are pegged to be in this tournament? I don't know if I've announced that yet. Hmm. Oh, okay. Well, if you want to give them an exclusive, you can. <laughs> I don't know if I have. I don't think I have. So I don't think I'm going to go there. But okay. Um, okay. it's a few, quite a few. Mm-hmm. Well, no, we're excited. Really excited. We can't wait to see it at all. Yeah. Like, we can't <laughs> wait to see it. It's women in the ring, like battle royals, evolutions, even like. Hell in the cells and anything table, that we like, know, all of it. yeah, where it's going to be a we're, lot we're of either it. a lot of women or them having to show out and do their thing. And this is one of those tournaments. Um, so for people that don't know, like that are listening to this and like, what in the world are they talking about? What is Women's Division Wednesdays, Maria, and gives us the spiel and where we can find it? It's the Ring of Honor Women's Division as well as newcomers uh, trying to get into the women's division in Ring of Honor. Um, There's going to be matches every single week exclusive to the YouTube channel. Um, And there's also going to be tickets to gold where women get the opportunity to be in the tournament. Um, There's also going to be uh, little snippets of promos and um, other information that you're going to give, get of these women um, to really get to know them because some of them, you may not have heard of before, or maybe they're just not on a show that you've watched. So we're also trying to educate everybody, you know, who else is out there. I'm super excited for next week. Um, I'm excited for every week after that. Um, I feel like they just keep getting better and better. Um, I can't wait to tape some more, which we're going to be doing very soon. And uh, yeah, people can just check it out on YouTube. So anytime, anywhere. Love it. Uh, so I have one last question um, from our friend Chris, who is like a bigger women's wrestling fan than I am. A huge fan of yours. Chris is a super um, women's wrestling fan. Yeah, he like loves it. Like he is the one that like when WWE has a show in a city, he'll go to all of the women's wrestling shows on the outskirts, like the indie shows, as opposed to the WWE show, uh, which I love. So he loves everything you're doing in um, Ring of Honor. He wants to know the future of Maria Canellas as a wrestler. Um, and is did you officially hang up the boots? <laughs> I don't think I've officially done it but I don't know if I would officially do it um my last match was at Wrestlemania mm-hmm. that's a nice so, last match I don't really need to be in the ring there's plenty of other women out there that can do it much better than me um I'm really enjoying watching the new group grow there's so many young women that are in this right now that are just super hungry to succeed that I don't ever want to take that spot um, I had my time. I enjoyed it. Um, so I would have to be pulled into the ring, kicking and screaming to do it at this point. Got you. Got right. You. I understand. Um, I know I said that was the last question. I do, do have one more. Um, <laughs> sorry. 
Um, who are some names? Because uh, like Krista mentioned, we are trying to kind of get more out there, which is why we love this tournament, because we're going to be able to learn other women wrestlers out there. Who are some names that those wrestling girls need to like keep an eye out for that you've been seeing? Um, I don't want to give you too many names. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> it, it's exciting for the girls to get these calls. So like, I want to make sure we protect that a little bit. Gotcha. I will say that um, Texas is crazy with women's wrestling right now. I don't know what's going on down there, but Booker T is just killing it with teaching. Um, there's a lot of fantastic women wrestlers from Texas. And so I would say look out for the entire state of Texas. Because, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, there's just so many great ones out there. Beyond Wrestling, if you want to watch Beyond Wrestling, they've got a lot of great women that have been coming in. So, yeah, there's there's a whole gamut out there. Can't wait. Definitely, we definitely got to do our research now, P. I know, right? And then, research. Yeah, and guys listening and watching, we'll make sure we put a link to the Ring of Honor YouTube channel in the description so you guys can keep up with everything and see the Zoom calls and kind of live live it with us. <laughs> For sure. Like, as things get um, closer to tournament time, I really feel like it's going to ramp up. Um, and so you'll know a little bit more about where we're moving forward to. Can't wait. It's so exciting. We just want to say thank you again, Maria, for being a part of this. Thank like, so we love everything that you're doing. Fit. My husband's out there mowing, and I feel like it just all like went up in my face. <laughs> it's okay. He listened. It happens. Um, but we just want to say thank you. We do see everything that you're doing for these women. Um, thank you for being a staple and a stronghold and never like losing your foot and or feeling depleted when somebody told you no because you made a yes for so many other women out there. So we just want to say thank you for that. Um, Please let everybody know where they can find you on social media real quick. So on Twitter, I'm at Maria L. Canellis. Um, on Instagram, it's Maria Canellis. I've also got a patron account that I post photos and videos on. Um, I've got a website, which is official Maria Canellis, um, which I have a blog up there, but it's not really too crazy. Um, and then I also have a Facebook, which is official Maria Canella. So there's a little bit of everything. Got you. Thank Got you. Thank you. you. Thank you and so guys, much, you know, Thank you. Guys, you know where you can find us at, those wrestling girls on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Patreon. Y'all know where y'all can find us at. <laughs> <laughs> but it's your girl, Krista B. And Queen PR. With the lovely Maria Canellis, and we are out of here. Bye. Bye. This episode of Those Wrestling Girls is brought to you by King Letty Social Media Agency. Are you a small business or a growing podcast? Do you need help with any social media services? Well, KLSM Agency is here to help you. We offer social media management, consulting, and creative direction. To book any consulting services and our normal services, please visit us at KingLettySocialMediaAgency.com or visit us on Instagram and Twitter at KLSM Thank you for joining Krista B and Queen PR on another episode of Those Wrestling Girls. New episodes drop on YouTube and all podcast platforms every other Monday. We also have exclusive weekly content that's released on Patreon, just $1 to $5 a month. And every month we support a different nonprofit organizations with part of those proceeds. Also, make sure you follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook and join our Facebook discussion group where we host live episodes monthly including our show with face b hills high podcast thirsty thursdays see you there and thank you for supporting those wrestling girls Mwah.